Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm 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 hustling. This is Dollar This is Dollar You won't have it with nobody. You never gonna get a fight, man. You're a horrible fighter. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nestor Gibbs. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. We're back. It is Friday, and we have some great news to discuss as Kellett Plant went all out. Like, he went ham-ham, ham-ham on his Instagram and Twitter, letting the world know exactly how he feels about the Canelo team and uh, their continuous positive testing coming out of that camp, according to him, right? According to Kelleplan. But this is what we're going to talk about. If this is too much for you, please just leave. Don't 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 be reporting the show and giving a bunch of thumbs down. You know, look, it's, it's not for you. It's okay. It's okay, man. You know, we're just here to report the news. We're here to report his tweets. 
They just his tweets, man. They just his tweets. They not mine. So you know, this is my YouTube channel. You don't have to. You don't have to hate on the channel. This is Keller Plants news that we're reporting on. That's all. But he's talking about uh, a very, you know, popular trainer and team. Uh, you know, but we're gonna see if what my producer, if what my producer has sent me, is uh, all that we need to get this story across to you. So let's pull it up. Let's see how this works out. Bam. So, uh, looks like what set it off was when Andre Ward tweeted, money over morals. This is how we get down in this sport. Weak move. Yeah, I said it. So, Keller Plant seen that and said, damn shame. Some people want to be great so bad that they cheat. And then there's people who want to be great so bad that they don't. Doing that isn't confidence. It's fear. Then he comes back and he says to Haney, who quote who, who, who put a tweet, Haney first set it off by saying, no juice, no trainer of the year. And Caleb said, nah, Canelo team and Canelo deserve bitch of the year. All of them are suspect. Fuck everything out that camp is intentionally. Or, or I guess maybe he ain't mean fuck because he put middle finger. So like everything suspect middle finger. I just thought he, you know, usually that means fuck. So I guess, I guess not. I guess that was like a period, you know what I'm saying? More than a. More than a fuck. So it's like everything coming out that camp is suspect. Or every... No, wait. He said they have... Picture the year. All of them are suspect. Yeah, so the fuck don't make sense. He just threw that that emoji there, you know. He like everything out that camp is intentional. They have knowledge and experience to know better and resources to have the best of the best in whatever they want. But tacos or steak or some tea is the reason then he goes all the way ham solo dolo scarface no manolo much like myself he says nobody puts anything in my body without me getting it approved first by vada who's the strictest testing company at this level and with everything that is at risk, why would I let somebody else play with my name? Shaking my damn head. So after everything a fighter works for and sacrifices, you're just going to let someone tell you to take something and you're just going to take it and not even be concerned that they may be flushing all you've accomplished down the drain? Because at the end of the day, has a name even been mentioned of who might have gave him the quote-unquote herbal tea? Nope. The only name that's came out is the one who took it. 
So why let someone put you in that position? If you really start asking yourself these questions and really start unpacking all these questions by questions, does it really add up? Does it really make sense? Fuck no. This sport has no place for cheaters. You mean to tell me you made over $100 million and live in San Diego, but you ate some tacos or some steak at some random-ass taco stand in Mexico or some random-ass steak? And just doing that once made your levels that high, huh? Man, get the fuck out of here, man. People don't take that stuff out of confidence. They take that out of fear. They don't want to let their nuts hang. So they take that shit that'll make them shrink. I said what I said, and I stand by it. So fuck whoever don't like it. The people in the sport know what's up, but the ones who don't speak up are the same ones who cheat, just like them. It almost seems frowned upon to even speak up upon this stuff in boxing, but I don't give a fuck. There's a whole other world out there when it comes to banned substances that people in the fight game don't want to speak up about, but I could care less. There's no room for it. There's no room. And he went on because then uh, uh, Lalo's boxing... Oops. Lalo's boxing says something and... uh, you know, Keller Plant actually replied to that. So I'll pull that up and give you that. Because, you know, the obvious thing that people are doing is saying, oh, yeah, you talking, but you are with so-and-so. So let's just pull it up so you know exactly what's going on. See? See, we got somebody already, like, snack, snack, you see? And that's the thing. You know, uh, Caleb addressed that. So we'll, we'll pull that one up, too. Uh, here it goes. And uh, we'll screen share. We're screen sharing. And it says it right there, right? So let me just move, center it up, center it up. And uh, it says, same one I just read. It almost seems frowned upon, right? So, you know, uh, Lalo had this to say. Snack founder and CEO Victor Conti is known for being a steroid distributor and actually served time in prison. Thinking emoji. And you take his supplements. We need answers. 100 with a picture of plant. And Caleb answered him back and said, and once upon a time, Nipsey Hussle was nothing but a crip and a felon, but he turned his life around and decided he'd rather use his powers for good and make a positive impact within, with a positive impact with his mistakes he made in the past to educate and help the ones around him. So, what, what Caleb is uh, basically saying that the metaphor is, you know, yeah, Victor uh, got caught. And since then, he's been fighting against, uh, you know, PDs in the sport because of his knowledge of the situation. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to show that because I knew that was going to come up. The fact that he is uh, with Snack and Snack is owned by Victor Conti and Victor Conti. Uh, you know, had the whole Balco situation and served time and is one of the most popular uh, outside of uh, Angel Heredia 
to, you know, um, be, you know, like known for this. That being said, uh, Victor has been out of jail for a long time. Snack has been around for a long time. And no fighter tested positive for any Snack product. Uh, it, it's so funny that this is happening because if you think about it, when Willie Monroe was supposed to fight Jamal Charlo, he tested positive. And everybody pointed to Snack and Snack cut him loose. Snack was like, hell no. He was not taking our shit, and he know he wasn't taking our shit, and this is what he was taking before he was taking our shit, and Willie had to come out and say he was taking some other shit that he didn't get from Snack. So uh, what I'm saying with that is, you know, not everybody, right? Because it, it took me a long time to learn my lesson before I stopped being a criminal, right? But some people, you know, they learn a lesson, man. So you can't just cast you know a victor conti into the guilty box forever you know uh, at, at one point you know um you got to give a man a second chance and if he hasn't had any new infractions uh i don't understand why his past keeps coming into play uh because last i checked I, I, you know i'm i'm pretty sure he's helped vada uh and margaret goodman uh, a lot, so I, I don't know. And again, those—that's the most test, the most strictest testing agency. They catch everybody. I think the biggest issue with this drug testing is that there is no enforcement agency. You know, everything is left up to the individual commissions and stuff like that. But if someone became the enforcement agency, right, they could actually make a business. Here's another free idea, man. Here's another free idea. Uh. If you become the enforcement agency, right? Now you can charge the fighter, right? For testing positive. And that same money can go to testing more fighters and, and hiring agents to test fighters. It's just that simple. You know, not only that, but you gotta you gotta charge the hat to be in the program to get these fighters tested. But you know, if you start putting fines on these fighters, uh, not only will you create economics for boxing. Uh, but you're going to start to, you know, get less and less. Now, obviously, once a cheat, always a cheat. And, 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 and it's it's a part of the sport. So people will find ways to beat the testing in, in, in whatever way, you know. I mean, everybody that knows, anybody that's been on parole, uh, I mean, you know, back in the day, you heard of the Wizardator, man. There's dudes out here that do, do anything to get over is all I'm trying to say. So, you know, uh but it can happen. You know, they definitely need to uh, have some sort of punishment. And that punishment definitely needs to be financial because that's how you affect someone. You affect them through their pocket, you know. Obviously, these guys are fighters. They're already used to taking punches to the face. That's not going to help. Anything physical isn't going to, you know, scare them away or scare them into doing the right thing like Spike Lee because they already used to the physical. They spar and they fight for a living. So you got to affect their pockets and their opportunities at a world title, right? No different than a driver's license, right? You, you get caught under the influence of alcohol or under the influence, period, which is a DUI. You know, you, you, I don't know, I've never 
been in those situations, but I know that they're very, very strict. And, you know, you might lose your license the first time around for like six months or something like that. Plus, you got surcharges and all that stuff. And this is the same thing that needs to happen in boxing. And the surcharge stuff also needs to happen for the sanctioning bodies. Again, they need to realize there's, there's a business in this. You know, this guy tested positive. Okay, now we're charging him a suspension, right? A suspension fee. Boom. Now we're charging him, you know, to... Now that you tested positive, in order to fight again, you gotta clean, you gotta clear your innocence by enrolling in Vada. Now we're charging them again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you keep that cycle going just like that. Uh, but but you have to charge because if not, it won't stop. You have to hit them with the suspension. They have to be hit with that suspension. And then they have to be forced to enroll into Vada and pay or they can't fight just like a driver's license when you get caught drinking or under the influence your license is suspended in order to even get it the insurance may make you fucking put some contraption in your car a breathalyzer to just to start it you got to be at a certain percentage so there are little things that we can adapt again they don't want to get this creative why because it's really about money for everyone but it's like I'm telling the sanctioning bodies with this idea. You would get the same money that you're getting for the fighters for giving them these ridiculous belts and charging them the sanctioning fee. You'll get from these fighters uh, for signing up the VADA and every time they test positive. It's a fine every time. It's a handsome fine every time. And your boxing license is suspended in order to... And that's another fee. You understand? In order to get your boxing license back, you have to be re successfully registered with VADA and you have to have completed three months consecutive before you can apply for your boxing. Make it difficult. Why do you think people don't drive under the... Well, not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think it's not everyone running around here uh, driving under the influence? Because some of us don't want to lose our license. Some of us understand that without a driver's license, there's really not much you can fucking do. So for a boxer, you know, we got to make it feel the same. Without a boxing license, you can't do nothing. You can't get that great check. You can't get that great check. And if you if you can't get that 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 boxing license, you know, you're going to think twice about what it is that you're doing is all I'm saying. And I think that's how we need to look at this, man. Honestly. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. We can't continue to let this happen. But if you start to hit these fighters in their pockets, they're going to think twice about what they take. You know? You can even do, you know, again, just like a driver's license, right? It's like, you, t you pop the, for the first time, cool. You know, we're taking a quarter of your purse and you suspend it and you got to enroll in VADA and you got to be completing VADA for 90 days before you can reapply for your boxing license. You test it a second time, we take 50% of your purse. And now you got to be enrolled in VADA for a year before you can apply for your boxing license again. You get caught again, obviously not everybody's going to do three strikes you out, but 75% of your person, you out for two years. You know what I'm saying? We can do that as a WBC sanctioning body. 
you know, suspend someone and say, we not going to sanction your fights. It don't matter about commissions or nothing. We, the WBC, the IBF, the WBA, we not going to sanction your fight. Anytime a promoter comes to us with a fight, we're not a sanction it. We're not going to sanction it. We're going to step back. And that's going to affect the promoter too. He's not going to fuck with you. You tainted. You're going to have to go through the necessary protocol to clean that up. That's a free idea. They really need to adapt that. You can just adapt the DUI thing, man. It's very, very simple. Very simple. You need your boxer's license to fight. Suspend the fighter. Find the fighter. And make him do rehab. It's all right there. It's all right there. You know, you could go a step further and throw these motherfuckers in AA. Because they got to start asking themselves out loud why I keep cheating. You know, if you get caught once, no, no mandatory AA. Second time, mandatory AA. There's something wrong with you. Like, Big Baby, I love him. He's from the Tri-State. He needs AA. He needs a counselor. Why you keep doing this? Why have you popped this many times? Anybody that's a multiple offender, but that's what I'm saying. If you've popped once, cool, no mandatory AA. You pop two times, automatic AA. Automatic. Automatic. And no, the hair follicle test isn't accurate. I just read the entire Dan Rayfield interview, and it clearly states that it's less detectable on light-skinned hair, which is fucking Canelo's golden hair, the Willy Wonka hair. Like, come on, bro. Let's just stop. But but don't get me wrong. So does Caleb. He's got the same. Well, not the same, but similar. I mean, it, obviously his could be considered way darker than Canelo's red hair, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, again, if you don't make, uh, come on, what fighter want to sit around at a group in in some AA meeting with dudes that he feels not on his level? not in his tax bracket, is going to be a pain in the ass for him. You know, and I, I ain't going to say that some people won't find a way not to have to do it and just get some counselor to sign off. Yeah, but again, you still going to have to go through all that. You still going to have to go through all those hoops of fire to get your license back. And it will, it will slowly start to make people think. They ain't going to want to go through that. They're going to hear them stories, and they ain't going to want to go through that. I'm, again, if we don't do anything, nothing will stop. It's very simple. If we don't do anything, nothing will stop. It's just that simple. But once again, for anyone tuning in, uh, you know the number to call in if you want to give us your opinion. We're going to be opening up the phone lines. We are just verbally reading Caleb Plant's last night uh, all-in rant on the Canelo team and Canelo and and, and, and basically just saying what, 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 what thousands of people have been saying for, for quite a long time. And, and, and you know, I, I'll, I'll just reread that one because, you know, I think it it should make more sense to people and, and for whatever reason it doesn't, you know. And that's, that's what I say. I like... I, you know, I can love a fighter, but I can be objective, you know? And uh, when he says, you mean to tell me you've had, you've made a mi over a million dollars and live in San Diego, but you ate some tacos or some steak at some random ass taco stand in Mexico or some random ass steak. And just doing that once made your levels that high. 
And 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 that's like the obvious question of every fight fan like bro he ate tacos and now and now his boy drank tea you know it's it's just it's just crazy or rather he didn't eat tacos he ate they said steak they definitely said steak but i mean you know he could have had carnasada tacos you know uh so it's just you know it's it it is hard to believe that you with everything at your beck and call with all the resources this happens to you and you know i understand that i can see that part i'm not saying that that Caleb is right i'm just saying i can see that part and so could ward and that's why ward said money over morals you know, we still have yet to hear uh, anything, and obviously, it's only been hours. It's only been hours. This situation continues to uh, get louder, and that's what I'm saying. Will Valdez truly be allowed to fight on the 10th, or will the sanctioning body step in by then? Yet to be seen. Who knows? But definitely plant had a lot to say like this is a lot of tweets this is a lot of tweets it was two four ten tweets that's a lot that's a lot and you got to remember there was actually two more like i showed you where he responded to someone that uh you know tried to insinuate that because he is with snack he shouldn't be talking and, uh, you know, he gave his response, which, which, uh, which, I mean, let's just read those comments though. Right. Like wh- look at how the people are treating him. Right. So, you know, he responds to this guy, right. Uh, Lalo who says, you know, snack founder, CEO, Victor Conti is a known for being a steroid distributor, actually served time in prison and you take his supplements. We need answers. So he gave you the answer, right? His answer was, and once upon a time, Nipsey hustle was nothing but a crip and a felon, but he turned his life around and decided he'd rather use his powers for good and make a positive impact with the mistakes he made in the past to educate and help the ones around him. But check out how people now respond to this thread, right? Let me go ahead and pause this. Uh, so, so he says, quit trying to rile up Canelo and concentrate hard on the fight didn't work for Billy Joe Saunders never will work for you like Mike Tyson said everyone's got a plan so they get punched in the face and look that's that's a decent comment you know nothing bad about that this guy says uh this guy says keep making up these predetermined excuses we all knew they were coming and yawning emoji and then he's got this clip of Caleb uh with versus Truax which I, I won't play, obviously, because I don't want to get flags. Not my, my video. But, uh, you know, Caleb lands a lot of shots. And they don't affect Truax in that in that moment. And this is the power of Canelo. You know, he's got women coming out. And this woman says, uh, you should put some respect on Canelo since it's because of him you're getting a payday, payday. You know what I'm saying? So everybody got something to say. And he knew that would happen, obviously. 
you know, he knew that would happen. And uh, he still chose to speak his mind. But going, moving on, look. Look, he said, you might as well take what Videl's, Videz is taking. Might, uh, might save you from total ass whooping versus Canelo. So no one is giving him a shot. They're calling this nervous energy. Look, look. Keep speaking on it, Caleb. I'm at least happy that by your fight with Canelo being pushed back, more testing can be done. And that's the truth. Because they're only getting seven weeks. They're only getting seven weeks of testing. So, you know. So this one, this one says... You know, so much about it is kind of sus. If you ask anyone, how you selling out with 25 followers, 25,000 followers, I'm done. Your hands are sweet. One and two, Canelo coming for you. Three, four, he's going to knock you on the floor. <laughs> they get creative, man. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I... That's why I believe Orion when he's like, yo, I'm going through something because these dudes could come at you and they could get crazy on these internet streets, man. Uh, so what else we got? What else we got? He says, this guy, who's this? He says, yeah, speak about it, but provide some evidence along with it. Real and concrete evidence and not some not wild assumptions and accusations seems like you're just building a pre-built excuse when you lose the fight give proof and we'll listen and this guy comes back and says what are you talking about wild assumptions and accusations the entire boxing world knows that canelo martinez and now valdez have all been popped they are facts you know, I guess Lewis Neary wasn't in the camp. I, I keep thinking it was Neary. Neary. But uh, let me see here. We got some super chatties. We got some super chatties we must get to. Looking like we got. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button because I'm solo, dolo, Scarface, no Manolo. Because we, we talking boxing. Because it's Friday and the weekend's here. You know, for all those great reasons, man. Don't be a hater. Supreme Tax says, shout out to Ness for catching a body last night. Laugh out loud. I don't even think that I caught a body, man. My man Punch just, like, he straight up don't want to believe the the, the truth, like, of, of the rules and stuff like that. Like, mm, crazy, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Uh, we got... Big Supermax that says, great job by plant. Great promotion. Now there's hype, animosity that creates big interest. And now he's got a built-in excuse for after he gets slept. What's the excuse? Everyone keeps saying he's got a built-in excuse. What? What is he going to say? Oh, he knocked me out because he was on steroids? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? What's the pre-built excuse y'all keep saying? But Andre Dakota says... Um, Andre Dakota says every sport in this country has rules and protocols, but boxing is a joke that WBC has not made a statement yet. Hashtag boycott. That's true, man. They should have. But again, you got to give a, you got to give anybody at least 24 hours. You can't rush a statement. You know, all this just happened late afternoon. 
Can't just rush a statement. Not, you know, give the WBC at least 24 hours to sit down with their committee and their lawyers and, 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 and know how to approach this too. You know, because then, then they're going to be ridiculed if they make the wrong decision or say the wrong thing. You just got to be honest with that. You know, uh, Texas Bulldog Boxing says, as a fan, I'm disgusted. No integrity, no viewership. Whoa. Hmm. Big Super Max back to another one says, Ness, they're getting nine weeks of testing, not seven. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I've seen something that said seven, but okay. You may be thinking like when they announced the fight, you got to you gotta think about when they started VADA. Show Kid, who's fighting Jordan on Border Wars, and that's going down in 15 days. Oh, my God. Two weeks in one day. Valdez is a cheat, and he should be banned. Where did he buy this stuff from? I mean, the actual store. Asking for a friend, though. It's five laughing, five crying emojis. Yo, you know he got a fight, but he asking for a friend. <laughs> Yo, hilarious, hilarious, man. But yeah, man, if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. Uh, it helps with the visibility of the show. We're talking, uh, you know. The Canelo team and Keller Plant basically uh, taking shots, man. Uh, going all out, letting you know how he feels and getting it off his chest. And uh, yeah, man, it's 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 dangerous, right? Because I mean, obviously, you can. Uh, I don't know somewhere. I don't know what what. We got. We would have to talk to an attorney, but I don't know at what point it becomes defamation or something where you can be sued for. But we got Gil Lopez that says, "Ness, talk about Mosley cheated with steroids in 2003." I mean, don't don't we know that already? Like that's what I'm saying. We just we just want you to get caught and punished. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's the conversation. But we got Supermax with another one that says. They've already enrolled in RADA. They've already they've already enrolled. And the fight, nine weeks away. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Well, maybe the seven comes from... Okay, look. Roa says Vada, VADA's Twitter announced they already enrolled. Ten weeks. All right. Uh, but well, maybe that was the sticking point in the first time of the negotiations. I know that there was a seven uh, release, man. You know, something about the the, the Vada test and, and and wanting more than seven weeks. So the point is, you guys just did the research, and that's good. They actually got ten weeks, which is a lot. You know, um, so kudos to Canelo. The issue is like if you are the Super A side. Why do you have to be asked to do Vada? Like, why does the B side gotta ask you uh to do Vada? You know, that should be something that you're pushing like Floyd was doing. That's all I'm saying. It's always weird to me that Pacquiao needs to be asked to do Vada, that he's not doing Vada every fight, that Canelo gotta take off. Why'd he take off in between the triple G fights? Why'd he stop doing Vada? You know, then he gets popped. And he wants to prove his innocence by hair follicles and by lie detector tests. And then he says, oh, no, I'll do Vada. I'll I'll sign up right now. So it's like, why don't you just stay on it? 
Why don't you just do 365? Why don't you just be the new Nonito Donaire? Which that's died down because he's Nonito Donaire. But Nonito was the first 365-day Vada fighter. Why don't you do that? You're the face of boxing. Your voice is louder. You do that, the other fighters are followed by example. But you're not setting an example. Your example is you probably had some tainted meat and your man probably sipped some tainted tea. And at what point do we ask ourselves, does this look suspicious that multiple people in the camp are having issues with their groceries? Because that's what it comes down to. They didn't do anything wrong. It's what they're eating, what they're putting in their body and where they're buying it from. That's what they want you to believe. So, you know, it's it's a little weird to me at this point. You know, the, these excuses have to get better. You know, they, they, they're not even better. What do you mean he's been on Vada? Don't make me pull up the article where it clearly states that he wasn't on Vada in between Gennady fights, man. Go do the research on, on, the, on the Dan Rayfield article, man. You know? Like, uh, you guys are tripping. Uh, and, and remember, that's why Gennady was coming out. I've, I've never used medicals. You know? I love this clean sport. <laughs> My man. I mean, look. Yeah, look, look, look let's, let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. Let's see. Was, wait, he does not train here? No, he's my cousin. cousin. <laughs> I thought it was like really somebody very nah. random. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Wait, did you see that? Did you see it online? I about, didn't. About what, Canelo? About the Canelo. Yeah, watch. I'll show it to you. Hmm. Mean. Breaking news. That's what, uh... That's what, uh... Every Mexican that comes up positive, they always, it's a meat. So he said, that's uh, every Mexican that test positive, they always say they're eating meat. So this is Robert Garcia, former world champion, current, you know, trainer of the year, multiple fighters of Mexican descent in his gym. And uh, we'll play the audio, and, 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 and he clearly doesn't believe in the meat bullshit. Oh really? No, so so that's this has been used before the meat. It's already been. That's the excuse for every Mexican that that uh, that is possible. Now, if he believed it, he wouldn't be saying that's the excuse. You know, but it was because of the meat, the beef. I'm not saying it's not because it's possible. It is. Yeah. See, Golden Boy. If they they made a statement. And then Canelo Alvarez. Now, you heard him, right? He said, I'm not saying it's uh, not because it's possible. Test comes back positive with traces of, I can't, clen? I can't, I can't pronounce that. But then what it says, in the meat? Yeah. This is very common with athletes from Mexico, considering the fact that this is usually happens after eating meat. See what I mean? So they test me, I'll test positive too. So you hear the sarcasm? So if they test me, I'll test positive too. Because he's Mexican and he eats meat. And he's going to clarify that he eats meats in Mexico. I eat, I eat meat in Mexico. I was there this weekend. I was there this weekend. Yep, um, looks like I'll be testing positive for it too. Yeah. <laughs> I just have you in the background doing that to your phone. Hey, but, but isn't, isn't, like, if you eat, like, those guys, you know, they're... And again... This is an Ellie setback uh, interview done by one of his correspondents. 
And this is trainer Robert Garcia being interviewed and his thoughts on Canelo Alvarez testing positive for Clint Buterol. Robert Garcia, also Mexican descent, by the way. So now, same thing Plant said yesterday. Robert is saying in 2018, this is 2018 March, by the way. I wanted to wait that long to tell you the date. So, so what Plant is bringing up yesterday about, you know, Canelo being this multimillionaire, but he used the phrase $100 million. Uh, it seems like Robert will bring up the same. Be just eating fucking meat out of a fucking carniceria del mercado. I'm sure he fucking, he's going to get like, like, like what kind of, kind of meat do you eat? Organic. Like organic shit and all that, right? Like, like a cow that was raised, you know, the right way. Not from a fucking mercado. So basically he's saying, look, you know, a guy like Canelo, a millionaire, he's not going to eat food from the local grocery store where that meat can be contaminated. You know, he's a millionaire. So, you know, this is a, obviously still his opinion. You know, Canelo went to his extremes to prove his uh, innocence. And, and by that, he used a hair follicle, which in the article, uh, I, I'll screen share that because obviously no one's going to want to believe it. Um, in this article that is from ESPN, Mm, hold on one second. As I'm solo, Dolo Scarface, no Manolo, you should hit be hitting the thumbs up button at this point as I am pulling up this article from Dan Rayfield from 2018 um, where he uh, discusses the hair follicle. Right? And I'm just looking for the actual quote. All right. So, um, we're looking for it. We're looking for it. So, here's what Bennett says, who's the director of uh, Las Vegas. Bennett said it was the first time the commission had ever asked for a hair follicle test on a combatant. But the commission felt it was important to get as much information as possible about Alvarez's case, given the magnitude of the rematch with Golovkin. In the following days, Alvarez's positive tests, he was tested a few more times, and each came back negative. However, since the fight was canceled, Alvarez had been criticized for not continuing with testing even through, even though he could have VADA continue a testing program without a fight schedule. That's what I'm talking about. He stopped. So when you say, oh, don't be lying to the people. No, you lying. And, you know, you're very mad that I have this beautiful article that has been on ESPN all the way since 2018. Your feelings are hurt. Why did he stop? Why not just continue? Like, I mean, you're Canelo. I'm pretty sure they'll do the testing free for Canelo so that he can become the fucking ambassador. Because if Canelo's saying vada, 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 more people will be jumping on vada. You know? So, I mean, look. All this, and, and there's more, right? Because the, the other suspect stuff that I had no clue about till 
you know, the research of these articles and stuff like that. Where could we find that one at? It's somewhere here. We got a skim here. Here we uh, no, that's the that's where Canelo says he's he he's ready and willing and able to do whatever the commission asks. We're waiting to hear back from Vada on when we can start testing again. See, so that's Canelo's quote: testing again, not I've been testing. Testing again, meaning I got to start again because I stopped. So the Canelo fanboys, stop with your hatred towards me. I'm just reading the facts. But he did say, I'm willing to take a lie detector test, you know. But uh, I want to show you the hair. It must be up. There must be, there's a doctor around here that tells you. Uh, oh, did I, here we go. Here we go. Dr. Michael. Okay. Dr. Michael, I don't know how to pronounce. What were we going to say? Let's see. Eichner. We'll see what, what my man Jeffrey says. Eichner. Eichner. Dr. Michael Eichner, and he said they'd run the test even though it is even more. You know, they didn't have to put the word more. He could have just put it even though it's difficult. No, but putting the word more means it's greater than the normal difficulty. Okay, putting the word more means it's greater than the normal difficulty. Let's look up this word for those, you know, hard-headed Canelo fans. A greater or addition amount or degree. So... It's not just difficult, it's a greater, it's greater than difficult, okay? It's, it's, it's additionally more difficult, okay? If, if difficult is 90 degrees, well, this is fucking 99 degrees, okay? So all I'm saying is it's more difficult to run on a light-colored hair, which Canelo has. But, he says, again... The commissioner of Las Vegas did not have to use the word but, but he still did. And he said, but we sent the samples and tests came back negative. You know, again, just read the words what he's using. Read the words what he's using. That's all. Don't be mad at me. But this is coming from the doctor and this is coming from Bennett, you know. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you don't have to believe it. It's right here on ESPN.com, and it's been there since 2018 when Dan Rayfield was a writer. Right here. Very simple, because the Canelo story is huge. It's huge. It's very, very big. It's huge. There's no reason. No one is going to believe ever that, you know, you got all this money, and, and all of a sudden you got the bad meat. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to believe. I'm not saying, you, I'm not saying he's not telling the truth. I'm saying it's hard to believe. That's all. Because I believe Canelo. I don't think he needs to cheat. I'm saying public perception doesn't look good for you. It's not looking, it's not looking good for the home team. You know, not when the whole team is popping. You know, if it's just one guy, if it's just one guy, then 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 then, then that's a little bit different. But it's not just one guy. It's 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 all these guys. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's put up pop 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 pop. How my man Keith say? My man Keith, what how he say? I already got some pop. Some pop pop pop. Already Woo. got some pop. All in them veins. Somebody, I'm just saying somebody. Somebody. I don't know who. I don't know. And that's crazy, man. That's all I'm saying. It is. It is. It is. At the end of the day, we all know it's 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 pretty weird to hear that. You know, multiple people out of a, a specific camp. Like, 
you know, it's just, it's going to raise some suspicion, whether it's true or it's not, you know, it's going to raise some eyebrows. We all know that. We all know that. And this is a very high profile team, you know, and then Ryan didn't help things trying to, you know, separate himself, you know, instead of defending the entire team, he separated himself. That, 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 that looked a little, little off, you know, just slightly. But yeah, man, uh, this is what we're talking about. Caleb Plants, I guess it could be called rant or his truths, you know, um, because he's a fighter and, 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 you know, the best thing that he says is nobody puts anything in my body without me getting it approved first by Vada. That's interesting because he's actually like taking the supplement to Vada. Very interesting. Very interesting. But listen, man, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. And if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, do so. We're trying to get to 130,000 and we can only get there with your help. So tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, we're here. We also got uh, a super chat here from Coach Rivera who says T. With the T emoji. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, only in boxing. I mean, these these things is because, you know, wow. new The new one is T now. Now now T get it done. You know, we got a super chat from Ripsta who says, that's not what happened. Canelo ate a meal his mom prepared for him and his levels were really low. I guess Plant hates his mom, but I eat my mom's tacos. <laughs> Yo, bro, this is crazy. Uh, Joseph Supermax says, they've already involved, you said that. Ripster comes back and says, I think his mom passed away, so I take that back, the mom comment, but he's still saying straight up lies with random taco stands and high ass levels. Okay. Uh, High Sports Emporium says, the boxing voice is more. And then we got our Jonesy, Canelo fans in full defense mode laughing out loud. They won't even acknowledge it's suspicious. Like, nah, multiple fighters from the same camp popping is normal. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud emoji. Yes, sir. Texas Bulldog Boxing says, now Andy's weight loss is suspect as well. Oh, yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. He said, I'm a fake Canelo fan. You so mad. I'm not a fake anything. I'm a fan of boxing before I'm a fan of a boxer. You need to do that. You need to do that, man. You know? I can't sit back and not say it looks bad. You know, I can't sit there and say, um, that three or two people pop in two high level fighters too. It don't even have to be three. It could just be Canelo and Alvarez. Those are big enough names, bro. Like you guys are trippy, 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 but let's go out to the callers, man. It's all good. 
This is going to be an early one. You know? Looks like uh, y'all sleeping. These calls are brought to you by Big Rigs Trucking Agency, experts for all your insurance and trucking needs. For quotes and consultations, visit us at brtagency.com or contact us at 908-943-6918. And even Earl Spence chimed in saying, let it be me with a laughing out loud emoji and the obvious eyes, right? And 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 what, what he means for those, uh, you know, stupid um, is let it be me that popped. Let it be me that popped. Let it be me that tested positive and see what would happen. Would I get the same, you know, love that the people are giving others, right? I mean, this is a man that just had to basically um, defend his, 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 his accident with his eye. Like, people didn't even believe that was real, so... Strange, but let me get to, um, we got stainless. What is up? What's going on? just jumped on too i'm i was on youtube trying to see what the topic was but the kayla going off on uh canelo and the reynoso team or whole camp is that what that is yep yo had they even done a press conference for this fight yet nope man they selling the shit out this much excuse my language i i think kayla plant does a good job of uh selling himself you know, at those at those fighter press conferences, um, the one I really that I gravitated towards was was the Mike Lee one, where he was talking about what it took for him to be there, and that this was a career thing for him. I mean, that's you know, because you like you was talking yesterday, you you invested in Caleb Plant's life, and I guess kind of being a Nashvilleian now myself, uh, like he's celebrity enough to have made the news here and. I'm still leaning towards that guy pulling off the W, man. Uh, if nothing else, man, for for his for his daughter and his mother, I can see that happening. So I've been on Caleb Plant team since before this fight was announced, and I'm gonna stay over there. Uh, man, I'm I'm still excited. It's good to hear news like this, like people going back and forth instead of just sitting back. So I'm excited cut it, for it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Hobbs, New Mexico, Austin V. What up? Hey, what up, man? You hear me? I hear you. Yeah, man. Shit. Caleb was off that Henny, boy. He was mad last night, man. Mm. You said that? You nah, man. Mad, there, huh? there, there ain't no room for no... 
Yeah, there ain't no room for cheats, though, bro. Honestly, like, it ain't a Mexican thing or anything like that. It's just if you cheat, like, you cheat a black, white, brown, red, yellow, green. It don't matter. Like you said, I think they should just all be on body testing at least, like, 300 days of the year. You know what I mean? Something, something crazy. And that um, that free idea that you gave the commission, the, D- the DUI, bro, that's gold. Like, that... If you really want somebody to be committed or even be a part of something and really be invested, whether that's just a YouTube channel or anything, have them put money in it and they'll really put their best foot forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's it's sad, bro. I mean, and if it, if it was an accident or whatever, it's just kind of hard to believe it's an accident with it being like, like the fourth or fifth time, you know what I'm saying, from the same camp. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm trying to get this poll going. Trying to get this poll. I'm solo dolo, Scarface no Manolo. I don't got no ads or nothing, so you just got to hear me type. Yep. That's what happens when your your co-hosts go to sleep all night. What are the options? What did you think of Keller Plant's rant? Keller Plant's rant. Keller Plant's rant. What did you think? I loved it. No. He just hating. Uh, He could have a point. Uh, Let me see. Uh... No, nervous energy. Y'all like that one? All right, let's go with that. Bam, we got a counterpunch from Stainless. Yeah, I was just going to try to kill some time for you, man. I was going to ask, not only are you, but I know a lot of us was already on the uh, Clanello thing, so... Does this give any more validity to, you know what I'm saying, Canelo testing dirty a few years ago? You know what I'm saying? In a trip uh, uh, between the first two, uh, uh, between the first uh, the first and the second Triple G fight. You know what I'm saying? Is, is, this, is this something that we need to worry about more from the Reynoso cap or is this just the, you know, I mean, the, the anomaly? That's definitely what, what, what Caleb is insinuating. Because when, when you remember... I think it was when Dillian White fought Oscar Rivas. You know what I'm saying? That, that A sample was dirty. That B sample took a long time to come back, and there was a lot of uproar. Like Oscar Valdez had two come back, both of them dirty, and the fight's still going on. So that's that's wrong for talk. Yeah, I mean, again, the commission is an Indian reservation commission, so, you know, they, they make their own rules. And... um the sanctioning body could still step in as that's their president. WBC can still step in before the 10th of September and say that the champion A is is on suspension until, uh, you know, the investigation or B uh, can continue to fight without the belt and they'll remove their sanction, you know, because they won't want to be a part of a fight with a dude that's dirty. Uh, but we'll see because guess what? They let Dillian White fight. He fought, and you know, but but obviously that was a different country. But he still fought. You know, he still fought. So uh, we got J 
T in New Orleans. Are you available? Coach Rivera, are you available? Okay. We got London on the track. No, nah, we don't actually. But we do have, is that? That is Ricky in Florida, man. Come on, I know that shit now. Let's go, Rick. What up, man? What up? Uh, can you hear me good? I'm on the road. You good, you good. Uh, I want to respond to kind of last night's show with um with uh, Mario was saying we shouldn't question the the Burchell fight because he was under testing. I I say it's in question because he popped for something that could be used as a masking agent. So for me, you don't know how many times you done cheated. It's, it, everything is in question. The same way I feel about Canelo. Everything is in question. You a dirty fighter. You pop. And your excuse for it is bullshit. Some teeth. Come on, man. You a, you a million that box of teeth? And I had Oscar Valdez on my pound for pound, even though he dumped Gary Russell, even though he dumped Shakur. But at the end of the day, if you a dirty fighter, you a dirty fighter. And stop making excuses for this dude, man. Like, and the fight shouldn't even be going on. The station advice should be getting involved. This is a disgrace to the sport. No matter what nobody say, the man just popped place to be said that he's ready for me so interesting that you come across like a nice guy but you really a piece of shit hey that come comment, on, come on. That's, that's, that was a piece of fuck you that was a piece of shit you know we're, we're doing we're doing live tv now. i don't care what you gonna do about it i'll kill this mother why do you have to talk like that well i'm talking to you the way i want to talk to you do you have a problem turn oh, off your station shit. i'm the best ever i guess that was coach rivera said that but jt you available anyway what up Yo, Ness, I told you to come back to me because I'm in a um, I'm in a bathroom right now. Man, don't be taking a shit while you're on the front. Nah, I'm fucking with you. Nigga, I ain't take Coach Rivera. Coach Rivera. Coach, you probably got to unmute yourself on, like, your headphones or something because you did unmute from Skype, but we don't hear you. Coach Rivera. If you're on Blog Talk, don't forget to hit that numero uno so that I know that you want to talk on the live show. All right? It's all right. You heard? It's all right. Coach Rivera, you might have to drop out and come back in, champ. We cannot hear you. We do not hear you. All right. Keem in Florida. Keem in Florida. You available? You available? 
And that's a no as well. Okay, let me see if we got any super chats. And looks like we have one from my good friend, JB Cinema. Oh, shout out to Coach Rivera. He says, no, that wasn't tea. That was your coffee of the day, not tea. Thank you so much, Coach Rivera. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you. Actually, you know, uh, I, I, I had to take my wife to the airport, so I didn't even have coffee. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get to have coffee just yet. All water. I mean, not the second cup. Let's stop lying. You know what I'm saying? I ain't have the second cup in front of the desk yet, but I definitely had coffee. JB Cinema says, at the end of the day, everyone should be tested Thoroughly, including Caleb, Crawford, Haney, everyone. Let's clean this sport. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The number to call in if you want to voice your opinion is one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time. To be right here with the voice of the people. And this is the hotline. You can also add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. I'm also placing both ways to call in the live chat on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Where you should be subscribed and clicking that notification bell. Helping us get to our next goal of 130,000 subscribers. So shout out to everyone that continues to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Remember, this is also a podcast, so if you want to listen to this via your iTunes app or on iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, you know, or whatever you use to catch your podcast, you can absolutely get it on all those platforms as well as on patreon.com forward slash the boxing voice, adless, only on Patreon. That's right. Sign up to the $15 level and receive every single MP3 without ads. I mean, yesterday's Thursday night show was four hours and like 40 minutes. That's tough to do with ads. Just saying. Treat yourself. You know what I mean? Tell your wife to buy you the, the Father's Day gift of Patreon for the year so that you don't have ads. JT, what up? Yeah, hello. Yeah, Ness. <laughs> Now I had to bring my little daughter into the bathroom. We out. We just leaving Missouri. Uh, my son won national tournament out here. Uh, you know, so uh, we on our way back to the, on the road to Dallas, man. I, I met a lot of people. Met a lot of. I met Adrian Broner, coach out here. I met somebody that's linked up to uh, Ooh, Mike Boots Stafford. And, yeah, Mike Stafford and stuff like that. I was trying to get some work with his fighter, but uh, you know, we couldn't. He didn't want to fight his boys fighting, you know, due, due to the tournament issues and stuff like that. But, I mean, no disrespect to him. So, I linked up with him, linked up with a few other little coaches out of California and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm networking. So, hopefully, you know, eventually when we make them trips, I have somewhere to link up with gyms, different gyms to go to and like that. But, you know, shout out to my son. He won one. Is, this is actually second national because I know Sugar Bird was a national tournament. So, they make him a two-time champ, national champ. And so, like that, I'm super excited, man. We're going to just keep back working. And uh, we'll probably catch the next uh, national tournament uh, coming up. Um, um, next Silver Gloves coming up in January. Because he's still fighting on the Pee Wee, so he can't do the national that's coming up in December. 
So we just gonna keep working. Well, let's talk about the topic. If I got time still, I'm not surprised, man, because Canelo, if Canelo's a cheater, and I always believe he cheated. Now this other guy popped dirty, and then I just saw a test of Andy. I mean, not a test. I saw a picture of Andy Ruiz, which I thought was a fake picture. I saw muscles in his legs, and it looked like looks like he lost a lot of weight, like he's getting a muscular frame. So I don't know how true is that picture. But I thought that was like a photo screen shot picture. So it's, it's a lot of suspect coming out that gym. And I feel like Canelo always cheated. And just like Errol said, if it was him, something like that, they'd just automatically say he's a cheater. But not that not that boy Canelo. That's my call. Hmm. Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. Oh, look at this guy. You know. But it's hard to say that, you know, that you don't see the smoke and you're assuming there could be fire. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You can still love Canelo and, 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 and feel that way, you know? You can still be like, hey, you know what? This does look weird. You know? This does look just a little bit weird. Just a little bit. Let's go out to Johnny in Oakland, California. What up, Johnny? Hey, what up? Good morning, Ness. Hey, what I want to know is just, uh, you know, what's funny to me is y'all turning out to to make uh, Victor Conte all of a sudden. He's the mother Teresa of this shit. Like, come on now. Like, if I, if uh, what I get from these, um, you know, LDBC channels, not you guys. Obviously, you guys keep it a little, a little more unbiased. But what I get from them is once a cheater. Always a cheater, right? So just, just how kind, just, just how y'all saying like Canelo's a cheater? I get that. That's fine. And there's a lot of evidence you could say, but to just to just make Vic, Victor Conte a saint all of a sudden, like I, one thing one thing I don't I, that doesn't sit with me well is you got charges dropped, so that gives you the green light to just go ahead and keep on giving supplements, right? Nah, that's not what happened. He actually went to prison. I I heard Shane Mosley dropped the charges though. Shane Mosley can't drop the charges. He was federally charged. It was a whole case. It's called the Balco case. So yeah, man. Um, you know, but that's the other thing though, right? Uh I think it was Amin that gave such a great example. I wish it was mine, but I get to like bring it back out. Um, and repurpose it as my own. And, you know, when you think of these hackers, right, that, I don't know, hacked into a ATM or something even greater than that, uh, they get hired, right? Think about the kid. Think about that kid, man. Think about the kid that, that cracked that first iPhone. Remember the job and the amount of money that he was given? And he was like, 16. So all I'm saying is like, you can't villainize someone forever because they commit. Like, this is what I'm saying. Just because Canelo's your favorite fighter, Victor Conti's a criminal forever in your eyes, Johnny. That's what you called in and made it seem like. Like, oh, he's a criminal. He can't be Mother Teresa. Why the fuck can't you turn a new leaf? Why? Like, are you always going to be your past? Do you never get the chance to grow? 
Like, come on. You guys are terrible. Just because it's your favorite fighter, Conti is forever going to be a criminal. Now, mind you, cool, 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 cool. Uh, once a cheat, always a cheat. We got to keep our eyes on Conti. Well, great. Why the fuck he hasn't popped? Like, why, why none of his fighters who are under snack? Why none of them haven't popped? Why, why no one is blaming his supplement line? Like, you trying to make him a villain and a criminal with zero evidence. Conti's not on the investigation. He's not the one on the stand. He's not the one in question because ever since he did what he did, he's been on the straight and arrow until something comes from that. Right? And, and 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 a fighter says, well, Victor Conti gave me these snack products, and that's why I popped. And here goes the remains of those products, so you can test it. But that's not what's happening. Yet, guys want to type on their keyboard that Conti's this criminal. Like, what the fuck? I mean, does a man ever get to outlive his past? Does he ever get to go on to do something greater then his past. And that's why Caleb used that example with Nipsey Hussle. Like, I mean, I don't understand y'all, man. It's crazy. Just, just to defend my favorite fighter, I'm going to make Victor Conte a criminal for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, he can never do right. He can only do wrong because he did whatever he did with Shane Mosley and some track people or some shit like that. Like, y'all terrible. But all right. It's like I always say every single day. I love being here to be the one to tell you how you sound. Like, I, I say what you say back at you, give you a little bit of what I'm saying, and, and hope that you're digesting and you're like, damn, you know what? He's right. Why am I not giving Victor Conti a chance? Why is he automatically a criminal and shit? Like, bro, it's, it's you guys You guys are terrible. Very, very terrible. It's not. That's not a nice way of thinking. But... Moving on, Jonathan Sims. Good morning to you, boss man. What up? Not much, man. Thanks for another show. And uh, you, you're totally right. I mean, I'm not going to say that guy didn't have no points. But overall, what he was basically trying to say is the black channels want to condemn the Mexican fighter. It wasn't even really about Victor Conte. That's why he led with the LDBC. Like, it doesn't matter. Just the boxing world thinks this. But no, he had to specify that because he was really seemed to me a racist agenda. But he did have some points. But overall, I agree with you. Um, I think your point with the system is phenomenal. The problem is no one's really advocating too hard for it. So once again, we need you to be the face of it. So, you know, you travel into these conventions. We really need to support you. Because the video that Punch played yesterday is what we need. You questioning these sanctioning bodies, asking them why aren't y'all doing anything? Because the reality is, whether the fighters want to admit it, behind closed doors, they don't want punishment for cheating. And that was exposed on PBC when Wilder was talking about how the punishment should be. And Caleb Plant himself argued against the punishment because the fighters don't want to be punished for cheating. They don't. In front of our faces, they'll tell us that. But behind closed door, they don't want no punishment and neither do the sanctioning bodies because of the money. And and that's the problem. So, yeah, now Plant is saying what he's saying, but he's literally on national TV saying arguing against Wilder for the punishment of cheating. 
because Wada was like, after three strikes, you should be banned. And Plant was like, no, nah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And he's like, come on, bro, you're cheating. So the issue is the fighters don't want, want that problem. The sanctioning bodies don't want that problem. So it's up to the people who are paying, who actually have the voice. That's why the voice of the people makes so much sense for a slogan, because we are the Jonathan, boss. Jonathan, I got to cut you, man. I got my first guest, Amasael Jimenez. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. Good morning. Man, you got that You got that baby voice, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I actually uh, learned so much. It's good that we get to talk yet again um, because I hear that either you beat or you feel you won versus... Uh, the, the the this Olympian that just fought um in the in the finals right Richard is it Richard Torres? Yeah, um, it was a it was a controversial fight because uh, from the get go you know we felt like there was something going on because you know we're we're coming into the fight and uh, we tell the refs hey you know ref watch watch the head because you know he likes to come in with the head and stuff and the ref just laughs at us so we're like okay like there's something fishy going on. And uh, so we start off the first round. Um, the first eight count, we're fighting, whatever. And, you know, it, I thought I landed a good punch to the point where it kind of rocked them or dazed them. But uh, I guess the referee seen it different. It gave me an eight count instead of giving them. But it was, it was a lot of stuff like that throughout the first round. So, I mean, they uh, it's, something, it's something that, you know, I don't want to say nothing too much about you know, USA boxing, but it was a controversial fight. A lot of a lot of people in the crowd knew knew that something was going on. Is that one of the reasons you decided to turn pro, or did you continue to fight in the amateurs after that? So that after that, I decided to go for Team Puerto Rico, and then uh, I made the team over there, and I've been with them like two years after that. That was at the end of the Olympic trials for Team USA. So I won the whole thing. I won. The Eastern qualifier, I won the whatever else they had, like two tournaments and won the whole thing. So, so how was it? Because mm -hmm. now you 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 got eliminated for America. You sign up with Puerto Rico, and I'm sure you see Richard Torres and Team USA again now. Now they see you for Team Puerto Rico. How was the tension? Them looking at you, or you looking at them? I mean, it, it felt a little, you could feel a little tension in the, in the air. You know, it was kind of like, why is, you know, like, how do you end up over here? But, you know, we just, I just mean, you know, me and him, we're, we're fighters and we go in the ring to fight and that's just, that's just what it is, you know? So uh, I understand that uh, you were bullied in your early age. So I want to assume that this must have took place when you was very small because I met you. You're very big. I mean, when was there time for someone to bully you? Uh, it was around, I say like, what, fifth grade, fourth grade. I remember. I think it was around that time. I was a small. I was. I was. I was short and I was chunky. So you know, a lot of kids they they like to like to bully you when you're a little bit bigger when you're smaller. But you know, I was a soft spoken kid too. I wasn't really a an aggressive person unless you made me aggressive because then it's a different story but 
And with your dad being Puerto Rico, did he choose to take you to boxing? Was it something that you just picked up on your own? How how'd you end up in boxing? Oh, uh, fighting a lot because people were making fun of me, so I had to I had to I had to defend myself somehow. So I started fighting a lot, and then he took me to the gym. He took me to a fight one day, and then uh, from there it's just like you know I fell in love with the sport and just kept going forward from there. Absolutely. Um, so I like to tell people, uh, this very important part, I think, obviously your father is Puerto Rican and your mother is, uh, from Michoacan, Mexico. Yes, sir. So <laughs> that makes you the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, when you're thinking about the marketability of a fighter, you know, Canelo just got named, I think, uh, the most marketable fighter in boxing. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, you can fall on that list one day uh, yeah. if you just keep doing the right thing, which is going to happen in 14 days. You fight on the 17th, right? So I have uh, two fights coming up. I have September and uh, September 17th and then November 27th, I believe, or 26th. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So you're already scheduled for November. So yep. talk to us about the 17th. Is that in the fairgrounds? Or, yes, sir. Okay. Nashville Fairgrounds. All right. And uh, how can people get tickets to that? Is there any way for them to see it via live stream or something? I think the the TriStar page should have the live stream. And then if they want tickets, they could just hit me directly on uh, DM me on Instagram okay. or Facebook and we'll get them taken care of. Wow. So you still handling the day-to-day the, the -day ticket sales? Like you still letting people DM you? That doesn't make you lose focus? Nah, I mean, if you if you at this point you learn to kind of multitask. Yes. So when it when it comes time to work, we working, and when it comes time to handle business, you know, outside of the rain, we handle business. So for sure, and I understand from what I understand, you have a full time job as well. Yes, sir, full time. Wow. So leave for work after this interview, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what do you do? What are you doing in the meantime until you turn uh, champion, until you become the champion of the world? So we do full full construction. So we do okay. demolition, construction, remodel. We do everything from industrial to just your average home, you know. So, I mean, is it you and your dad's company and are you actually working or because you and your dad run it, are you just like boss status and you don't have to really sweat every day? Uh, I wish I wish it was like that. Nah, <laughs> I got to bust my butt every day. Okay. Every day. <laughs> All right. So you're burning calories even when you're not on the, in the, the ring, rather. Yeah. There's times where, you know, you go to the gym and you feel tired, but you got to work. So. So, so what's your shift like and, and, and how do you find the time to train? So, um, it start in the morning, you get up at like, we gotta get up like maybe five thirty, six in the morning. Uh, from there we drive like an hour and a half to where we work at. From there we're there till like wow, about. Wow, wait, wait, wait. So it's an hour and a half drive? Yeah. And I gotta Every pull the trailer time? or things like that. So it's an it's hour and a half. Always an hour and a half drive to the job? More. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's a little less, but most of the time it's about an hour and a half. Whoa. Just to oh. drive to the job to punch in. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. So we, we got to get this world title, there. baby. We get to like about five, six o'clock, maybe like four thirty, five o'clock. From there we go. Like if we have like, for example, today we have sparring. So 
we'll head out from where our work is. It's like another two hour drive more up towards Kentucky. So, so you go straight from work to the gym. Exactly. You don't even <laughs> stop home. Nah. You gotta bring. You, can't. you gotta bring the gym bag, is or you got you got the stuff in the locker at the gym. I always got my stuff ready on me. Man. It's always in my truck, ready to go. Damn, how old are you? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's a lot of dedication, man. That's a lot yeah. of dedication. It's 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 so hard. People don't understand how hard it is at this level, you know, uh, to stay focused, you know. But you know, when you get to that ten and zero, that's when all these doors start to open, man. So you just got to keep plugging along. Right now, you're looking for your fourth professional fight, and let's see here. I guess he's got a little bit of a advantage over one of your opponents because he's in the win in, in in the win column at least he's got a a win in the past. Have you ever seen this guy? Mm, nah, Caleb Slaughter. That that sounds like a scary name, bro. <laughs> My man better he better fight. His name is Caleb Slaughter. Okay. Yes, sir. We ready. We ready for whoever they put in front of us. That's that's just how we are. We train every day for. So I hear that the fairgrounds is about a thousand seats, right? Yeah. And I think it's already sold out. If uh, what the TriStar promotions tell us is that true? Is already sold out, or you still got some tickets available? Uh, it's just about sold out. We have a lot of general admission left. Um, Which is what standing it. or still seating? Uh, I think it's standing. Okay. So you actually had a lot of people in Atlanta. Do you expect it to be more in Kentucky? Oh, definitely more. Definitely more. I feel like it's going to be a lot more local. And then, uh, you know, I got all my Hispanic crowd out here, so they're going to they're gonna come and show out too. Okay. So there's a lot of Hispanics in Kentucky? In uh, Tennessee, yeah. Oh, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of Hispanics in Kentucky too, but more, there's more in Tennessee. Nice, nice, nice. So Friday the seventeenth, in the fight is at the fairgrounds six. What's the six mean? Is that like a specific one, or is there more than one fairgrounds? I think it's a section okay. in the in the fairgrounds. All right, all right. Uh, and the doors open at what time? I believe they open at six. Are you the main event? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. They, they, they'll tell us more when we get closer to that time. All right. So I think I also seen something on your Instagram where you might have picked up a new sponsor? Yes, sir. Who? who got, so who'd you pick up? So I'm officially now sponsored by Toyota and uh, Dodge Deep and Ram. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I remember when Juanma was sponsored by Dodge. He got that beautiful little orange Challenger, man. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta keep climbing them ranks so they can cut those checks to you, get through those cars, man. So yeah, they're uh, great people. Yeah, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. And and you use that obviously to what? Get your ring outfit or just to for training camp? So for that we use um, let's say like I need trunks or some shoes or wraps or mouthpiece, anything that I need, I I, I kinda have that money saved up just for just for that. So who you choosing to go with to do your ring uh, outfit this time? Uh, I think the body kit. They call it the body kit. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you already he's... design something or are you waiting? 
Uh, I'm waiting still a little bit. Wow, two weeks out, you still waiting? Uh-uh. Yeah, we, we we try to figure something good out. Have you chosen colors? Uh, yeah, we're going to go with red and black. Okay, red and black. You like red and black, I see. That's our yeah. favorite color, obviously. That's yeah. good. That's good. So let me see. I know we got some questions from the people I want to get pulled up. But for everybody just joining us, we are with Amasail. I'm, 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 I'm butchering that. Help me say it one time. Amisael. Amisael. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amisael Jimenez. He is a heavyweight, and he's going for his fourth fight. And uh, we're happy to have him on the show. We did post some uh, Patreon questions. Let's see if anybody got to it. But in the meantime, tell me a little bit about your father trainer. For those that don't know, obviously I got the pleasure of meeting him, but uh, what sort of background does your father come with? Why'd he choose boxing? And 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 obviously, uh, you know, he's your head trainer, right? Yeah. Um, so my dad, my dad started off young, you know, in Puerto Rico, in the hills of Puerto Rico, like deep in the jungle. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he always been had like a passion for sports. I remember he tell me stories about him like having to run three or four miles, you know, to school because they didn't have cars. They, they were they were poor in his time, so they would he run two, three miles to school, and he had to sometimes wear, like, these old busted military boots because he didn't have nothing else. So he used to go every day to school, run to school, and on the way to school, there was a boxing gym. And he used to pass by every day. And he used to remember, uh, I remember he told me there was this one guy that used to, he used to knock everybody out on in the, at the gym. And my dad was, he, he felt brave, I guess, or something. And he's like, well, let me get in with him. So ever since then, he went in with the guy. He did pretty decent, and he just fell in love with the sport. Um, he did a couple fights, and then um, after that, he just, you know, because he didn't have his support of his parents like that and didn't have much money, so he kind of fell off him and started working, and then he moved out here. But uh, he's always had a passion for boxing. That's 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 his thing, and the hard thing, basically. Dope. Is that... Like, you know, have you found that, that even though it's training, it's it's bonding time for you and your dad? Or has it come to the point where you've done it so much with him where it's frustrating? Uh, I mean, we have we have our times, you know. Any son and dad relationship has their, their ups and downs, but it's it's definitely a bonding moment for us, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, they get to, I mean, where else can you... One day, get a black eye, have a bloody nose, and then the next day, be good, and the next day, be tired, and, you know? So they see they see a little bit of everything, and they learn that to be a little more compassionate with you, definitely. You know, um, since the first time we met, obviously, I've uh, gotten to know you more, whether it's through you or, or speaking to your manager or your, your trainer or someone in your family, and I found out that you've been sparring... Um, What's the Frenchman's name? Lord. Oh, uh, Tony Yoka. Tony Yoka. How, how yeah. tall are you? Because I know we took a picture together, but I, I felt like I was still taller than you. He's pretty. Ain't he like 6'7"? Yeah, he's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, six, I think, something like that. Somewhere how was that there. sparring, man? How was that sparring? I'm interested. That dude is it very was, tall and long. He's got a very good reach. Yeah, it was it was good sparring, you know. We we went there over there a couple times, and uh I think where I kind of had the advantage is I'm a lot quicker than him. 
You know, they, they're, they're, those guys are big, but they're really not. I don't want to say too slow, but like they're they're a lot slower. So it's easier for me as a smaller guy to move and box. I like to box the bigger dude. I don't know. Everybody says put pressure on them, but I'm not a pressure fighter. I like boxing those big dudes because they're used to people coming in on them. You know, you gotta do something different that they haven't seen. So when you box the bigger dude, it's it's a different story. Now explain that to me, because I mean, obviously, for me, I'm like, box, how does the smaller man box or outbox the taller man when you figure the tall guy is the one that want to keep you on the end of that jab? And so, so what does a smaller do, a smaller guy do to outbox the taller man? What's well, that look to, like? Uh, for me, it's manipulate the distance, make them think you're at a certain distance, and then change the distance. So. If you're at the end of his punch, as soon as he has that two-second reaction where he's going to hit something, you step right out of it, and then you jump back in. So it's kind of like move out, come in, throw your punch, and then step out all the way. That way he can't hit you, and then you can move those angles and get out of the way of damage because those guys are big dudes, so they can hit you from across the ring if they feel like it. But if you're at that right distance, then you know you could, you could get away from them. So, how many weeks were you over there? Um, well, this is when I was still amateur. So, I was out there, like, we was probably, I think, like, twice a week. Twice or three times a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, has Virgil Hunter ever said anything? Did you bump into Andre Ward in there? Uh, so, when we started sparring, Andre was already, he, he just, like, literally the, day we, the first day we went there, he was supposed to, I think he was going to fight somebody. I forgot who it was, but. Um, he retired literally the day we went there, so he didn't get to see him. But we seen Virgil all the time out there. And Virgil, I think, is a he's a, he, he he likes my boxing. And he always has good things to say. So what 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 was the most? I guess I don't know what what got you the most excited that he said positively about you. Um, he said that. I mean, he said that he can see me in a couple of years. Like if I keep working and just. Keep doing what I'm doing, and in a couple of years, you can see me being world champ in that weight class. So nice. that was a pretty big, pretty big thing. So beautiful, beautiful. So uh, I know that you told us your goal is to gradually get down. Do you find mm -hmm. that difficult uh, because of the day to day job? Do you think that that maybe those days of you getting down to your quote unquote ideal weight will come when you're a full time boxer? Or you think you can um, achieve that now while doing it the way that you're doing it? Yeah, we're we're working on that right now. I'm I'm down. I think about nine pounds. So we keep working slowly and slowly. You know, you don't want we don't want to jump from one weight class to let's say like right now I'm two sixty eight. I don't want to jump down to like two thirty in a matter of a couple of months. You know, because yeah. it it affects you a lot, especially in these bigger weight classes. These guys are two hundred sixty pounds, two hundred eighty pounds, and then, it's it's a hard punt, so you want to be able to kind of gradually get used to it and change the weight class. Now, I also heard that you were supposed to get with Rodell Mays and, and spar with him, and that's somebody that mm -hmm. you've you've never sparred before, right? Yeah. Did yeah, you guys get boy, together? Rydell. You said what? Y'all never sparred before, but did you get together? Nah, we never got to spar. Oh, sorry. I yeah, thought y'all was good. To I, 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 I was told 
you were supposed to spar with him. Mm-hmm. You know, recently, like yeah. Oh, nah, were- we never got to spar. I think he went down the cruiserweight actually, so we kind of we kind of fell off on the sparring for that. Got you, got you. So, is it difficult to get sparring for you in Kentucky? You got to hit the road, or how's it work? Uh, I got to hit the road for sparring most of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, whenever we can get sparring, there's there's heavyweights out there. It's just hard to find them. <laughs> yeah, all hitting. Well, all right. We got Steve in the UK about to force me to say this name one more time. And I should have it, but, you know, it is. (laughs) Hi. Amisael. Right? Uh, Amisael. Oh, my God. (laughs) You had the first part. Amisael. He says, uh, firstly... Thanks for coming on the show. As an amateur, you fought some well-known names, including Edgar Belanga, Jeremiah Milton, and Richard Torres. But you only had 20 fights over six, excuse me, over a six-year period. Uh, did you and your team find it hard to get fights as an amateur? Thanks again for coming on the show, Steve, in the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, you know, it was... For me, it was tough finding fights, you know, because I was where I grew up and I grew up in Sacramento and uh, there wasn't a lot of people in my weight class. But uh, usually most of my fights, like me and my dad, we, we from the, the start, we always planned on bigger things. So we always try to focus on the on the bigger fights, which were the national tournaments. You know, we wanted to establish ourselves at a national level. And, you know, local is it's great and everything, but in amateurs, you know, what matters is the national the national, the national tatty. So that's that's kind of what we went for. And um, yeah, they just trying to establish ourselves in, in that ranking with all those big name people. We got James Valdez from San Antonio, Texas that says uh, Wilder versus, excuse me, Fury versus Wilder, who you got and how? Uh, I think I got Fury. I like Wilder, but Wilder is, uh, he's a little... How do I say? He has he's he's a good boxer. He has that power, but I feel like his technique still needs work. Um, Fury obviously has the best boxing I think in the heavyweight division at the moment. Mm. So he has the size, he has the speed, he can move. I mean, that's a that's a recipe for disaster, honestly. All right, we got uh, Keem in Florida who says, "Let's go, champ!" with five Puerto Rican flags. So that's just it. Just showing love from uh, one Puerto Rican to another. Yes, sir. We got Brandon Lenz in Houston that says, describe the very first time you sparred in a real gym, the emotions and what happened. Um, I'm guessing he's meaning like a, like a Virgil Hunter gym or something like that. I guess. But um, uh, yeah, it was, it was surprising. The first gym I ever sparred was uh, Freddie Roach's gym. Mm. Uh, we went out there and I sparred this guy that they had and we got to get down to the lower level. So, you know, they have that, the top, the second story, and then they have the first story where like Miguel Cotto, yeah. Manny Pacquiao, all these people train. And, uh, it was, it was crazy. I was like, like starstruck basically. So yeah. I was seeing all the titles up on the wall and like, just thinking in my head, like, damn, like Cotto was training here. Like Pacquiao was doing his work here. Man, yeah. that's crazy. And 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 who they had you sparring in that in the private room? 
Uh, I think it was another amateur that they had coming up too, but uh, I don't know. We just put in work, you know. <laughs> For real, I hear you. Uh, but what about your emotions when 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 that sparring took place, or whenever you know you get? I guess you get some high level sparring. What's your emotions feeling like? Uh, I was nervous, you know. I ain't gonna lie. I was. I felt nervous, you know. It's my first time sparring in somewhere big like that. I want to impress everybody there, so. You feel nervous. You feel like a little, like kind of like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put in work, and so that 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 nervousness, that pressure is on you. Mm-hmm. you no, know? we got uh, Alexander Lyonez says we chose to be in a dangerous sport, hoping that you get a fair shake every fight. How much do you worry about performance enhancement drugs in your competitions? And do you think your stimulant, your st- sentiments will change as you get bigger fights? Yeah, that um, I know. There's a lot of like performance enhancing drugs involved in boxing. You know, you know, us as a team, we we maintain ourselves clean. We don't, you know, we don't push that or or use any of that stuff. So as long as we know on our team that we're clean we're clear you know if the other team is using something then that's on them unless we we prepare for anything and you know we're ready to go so if they need performance enhancing drugs to 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 step in that ring then you know that's that's something that they just need to work on or something mentally that they they got going wrong Mm. so actually what Kelly plant said that you don't take peds uh for confidence you take it out of fear Exactly. Uh, so, so it's definitely a mental thing in his opinion. Uh, Eric Cruz in Irvin says, Irvin, Texas says, in this lonely sport of boxing, how do you stay motivated to go after it every day? No, I think of my family. My family's my my passion, you know. I, I want my family to be secure in the future because that's, you know, everybody's goal. Apart from being world champion, you know, my goal is to one day see my my parents happy, my sister, you know go to college, live in her life, you know, not have to worry about stuff or even my kids in the future, you know, I want to set a bright future and an example for my kids. So one day, you know, I got to bust my butt off every day in the gym for that to happen. Then that's, that's what's going to happen. That's what's up. We got Coach Rivera in Boston that says, ask him what year he boxed in the Nationals in Puerto Rico. Uh, it was 20, I did, I made it three years, 2018, 2019, and 2020. Nice, nice, nice. So, that was the last question. So, once again, let everybody know, uh, how to get those tickets. You said DM you, and what's your social media? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's all at El Bazooka Jimenez. All right, and you said they can watch the fight via... Uh, Via the... It'll be on the TriStar page, Facebook page. It should be in there. All right, all right. Well, Mr. Jimenez, I want to thank you, obviously, for coming on the show. We look forward to getting you back on after you get the big win. Keep the knockout streak going and keep those hands up, man. We appreciate you coming on the show. Can't wait for the next one. Thank you, boss. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. El Basuca Jimenez, live on TBV. And uh, he's going to be fighting on the 17th in the fairgrounds over in uh, Kentucky. So check him out. 
You can catch his pay-per-view stream. He says it's on Facebook, so maybe it's free this time around. Um, and for anybody just tuning in, we are discussing Caleb's plant and his 10 tweets that are cutting into Canelo team fans like a hot knife through butter. Yes, sir. Let me get to AMG, Oklahoma. What is up? What it do? How are you? Buenos dias. What is up? Hey, what's up, Ness? What's good? Yo, what's the... I actually just joined. There's a show just about the um, killer plant going off. Yes, it right? is. All right, cool. So I, for one, I voted that I love it. Um, and I'm, I'm a Canelo fan, so I just think... The reason I love it is because it's going to build up the fight, right? Do you know by chance if there's going to be, like, press conferences for this fight? Or maybe even, like... A, same table face-off that sometimes PBC does. I'd love to see that. We've gotten nothing, nothing yet so far, man. No, 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 uh, no emails uh, telling us that uh, you know there's gonna be a press conference or anything like that. I'll double check, but that's a uh, you know the thing is that's 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 gonna be a pay-per-view with, with with Fox too, so it would be coming from them, and they definitely have not sent anything yet. Damn, okay. Well, I mean, hopefully they do that. that that'll, like I said, grow the fight. I want to see him, like, you know, tell him to his face, like, you're a fucking cheater or some shit like that, you know, because yeah. that'll get personal and it'll it'll be good for the fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Canelo's dirty because, like I said, we either trust Bada or we don't, right? So he's, he's been doing That's the other argument, though. What are we going to do? Like, why are we even paying for Vada as promoters? Why are we even having Vada step in if we're not going to do anything when they, you know, successfully rule that a fighter has, you know, popped for a banned substance. And I'm being told it's not free. You can't watch my good friend, El Bazooka Jimenez, for free, but it's only 20 bucks on the TriStar ElitePromotions.com link. And it's in Nashville at the fairgrounds. And if you buy that fight, you can see heavyweight, Amateur fight, celebrity bout with James Payne Lethal. Because he's on the card. James Payne, what up? You available? James Payne is my name, partner, how about you? Standing on my property and I'm gonna see about you. If I come out on my porch, I see you chilling in your wheel. Boy, I hope you know somebody better be waiting on the bitch. James Payne, baby, see me pissing on the post. If we're playing basketball, you might see me in the post. Hello, TVV, y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Man, top of the morning, top of the morning, best part of waking up. Y'all know the slogan from the 80s TVV in my cup, man. Que pasa mi gente, mucho respeto para mi gente, el bazooka, a mi sayel, a I'm working on my Espanol, so you got to bear with me. Uh, yeah, man, September 17th is going down. It's going to be a loaded card, fully loaded card, loaded, loaded, fully. You know what I'm saying? Rodell actually going to be main event in that card. Uh, El Bazooka, if he's not the co-main, I think he is going to be, he's going to definitely be like kind of capping off that night. And then um, I'm also going to be late in that card as well as uh, D'Angelo Leishman, Memphis Madman. So, you know, we're going to be finishing out the night with heavyweights. It's going to be several heavyweights and uh, Jerry Snipe making his pro debut. So it's going to be fully loaded, man. 
and um uh, i appreciate you giving us that coverage giving us that spotlight that shine um uh, much respect caleb plant go the first tennessee undisputed champion we claiming that in victory right now you know what i mean and uh i'm gonna hang up and listen to the rest of the show man because i gotta get back on on my job site right now so uh but i appreciate you giving us that spotlight for sure, champ. Thanks for calling in. Um, I got another counterpunch from Stainless. Holy shit, Stainless. Or oh, is this the same one? No, that's the second one. Oh, shit. What up? My bad, bro. Yo, you can't hear me. Yo, I put it in the chat to all. Uh, so how is it that Oscar Valdez with the comeback? You know what I'm saying? After clearly popping dirty on A and B sample. Dillian White got to have his fight before it even came out. Uh, that, that he popped dirty, so he was forgiven. Victor Conti get to do a catch me if you can to get forgiven. But Kane Bourne can't get free free from Skype prison, bro. Come on, man. Free Kane Bourne, man. Hashtag free Kane Bourne. Put him in chat, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Victor Conti ain't do it three times. That's just, that's just the difference, but I hear you. We going to Majid. In Orlando, I mean Cincinnati, Ohio. You available? That's a no. And that's a no. We're going to Steve in Chicago. Steve in Chicago. What up? My town up a town. Hey, Daddy, this is a dollar beat. I drink soda. I eat pizza. I hang out with chicks all day. These fights still can't beat me. They fighting every day. They gain the gym every day. Just give me six weeks, and I got it. Boxingwords.com. Yo, can you hear me? Yep. All right. You know, you really need to bring on a guest to explain all this uh, drug, uh, the way the way boxing goes about you know, capturing the uh, the drug testing because in the chat there's a lot of confusion. But I'm gonna recommend. So I recommend this guy before you never got him. I'll, I'll reach out to Brandon from Houston and uh, I'll see if we can get him on the show. I, I had heard this guy once, and he really explained how everything works, at least here anyway. Because I don't think the standards are the same here as they are, obviously, in another country. It doesn't make sense. That's why we run into this thing with boxing. Like, you can go to all different kinds. Like, look at this now. This is on an Indian reservation, and they're and they're letting it go. You know, there's always these little, you know, get-arounds in, in the sport. You know, there's nobody, there's nobody to oversee all of this. You know. Definitely get what you're saying. You know, they look for little loopholes or they find uh, loopholes to get out of certain things. But it looks like we got a James Payne counter punch. Man, I got hit with the Sandman music and the big ass hook from uh, my boss, uh, boss man, Matt Young, and uh, Dan Cahill over there at TriStar. Cause they heard and they was like, yo, uh, we, we called the audible on this. So we're giving y'all a gift early. The, the event will be free. It won't cost you 20 bucks. And I sent the corrected link to you. So I wanted to make sure the counterpunch in 
got to correct your work, man. I can't be giving out misinformation on the air. I just found out. So, you know, this this breaking news to me. So the event will be streamed free of charge. So everybody in the TBV community, Merry Christmas in fucking September. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy the show. That's, that's the call. That's great news. That's great news. And that's a Friday, right? That is a Friday. So I will definitely be tuned in. Um, that's great news, man. That's going to help plenty of people watch your fight for one and get to know my good friend, El Basuka. Uh, let's see here. We got... Mm, I'm pretty sure I know that, but I don't yet. But I do, but I don't. Let's see what it is. Who's this? Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine. It's mine. It's who? Uh, that's Antonio from Albany. New number. I have an ass motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, you hilarious, bro. What up, bro? <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> no much, man. Yo, for good show. Yo, man, I'm here. I'm a big vanilla fan. You already know that, but. Man, I gotta agree with fucking playing, bro. Like, I'm gonna have to look look into this fight a little bit further, man. Going into the fight, man. I just hope. I mean, obviously, this should be drug testing going on right now, and uh, whatever. Um, what's his name? Valdez is going through does not have to do with Canelo, Canelo at, at all, bro. Like, I don't understand this whole. Hey, when you bring one fighter up, you gotta bring Canelo up. I mean, obviously, they they working in the same gym, but come on, one top, one didn't. You know, it's not Canelo news; it's Valdez news. So we got to start bringing Canelo up with this whole situation. His fight is already signed, delivered. It's going to be, you know, live on TV. And other than that, man, we still got this fight, this fight on Saturday too. So, man, it is what it is, man. It, there's nothing we could do about it. They ain't going to stop the fight. He's still going to fight. The only thing that could happen to make this thing a little bit better is um, Vardy's opponent beats him or K's, uh, knocks him out or whatever. I don't know who he's fighting yet, but... The only thing that can make this better is Friday's loses that night. But other than that, uh, I'm going to continue listening, man. Good show. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank you for calling in. And uh, we're going to go out to Hawk in Maryland. Hawk, what up? Hawk in Maryland. Yo, TVV Nets, how you doing this morning, brother? All right, all right. You on the solo mission today? Solo Dolo. That's what's up. <laughs> Man, I don't know with this that uh that um that whole big camp thing, it's like if you look at the before and after pictures of each fighter, like um uh, Brian Garcia in two thousand nineteen, two thousand eighteen to how his body looks now. Even um uh Andy Gar uh, Andy Ruiz looked a little different really quick, so when 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 them when them pads and stuff is in the air, it it brings questions up to everything. So now you know, with with, with a couple of them getting caught, it's something they're gonna have to deal with for that whole camp. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they're gonna have to deal with it with with their with their fights up and coming here because um the way they do uh, uh Mexicans and uh, just white fighters or whatever, they give them a more more uh, leeway to get away with things. I remember when look. Uh, uh, um, Loma Chico was coming up. They they was like he didn't even have a loss. They wouldn't even show his loss when they were showing his fight. They would 
So when you got the machine behind you there, I mean, it's just a trip. When you got the machine behind you, which is top rank, uh, they they bend the rules for what. I hear everybody talking about that machine, boy, that machine. Uh, let's see who we got. Caesar, you just listening, joining in. We're going to go to Stainless on the Boomerang. Stainless on the Boomerang. Man, this, yeah, you can hear me. I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand right now it's, it's more up to the sanction of body to step in and do something. And I assume, you know, Mauricio Sulemar will. So, you know, for, for right now, it's just about practicing patience. But it's just, it's sad to see. You know, we we at this stage in, in boxing where we try to compare, you know, the generations before it and talk about how we have all these great fighters, man. And maybe it's because uh, uh testing wasn't so, or dope testing wasn't so uh, elaborate back then but it maybe because because half of them was just on cocaine instead i don't i don't know but uh, it it's just weird to see the see the world where we we live in where it hasn't stopped man you know uh we we could talk jarell miller we could talk john pascal we could talk conti and uh roy jones antonio tarver and was it gamboa it's all the well ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the end of the show before we end it let me check this uh that's that's good this is good this is good we got 372 votes that's a lot not boats but votes and 37 percent of the voters loved keller plants rant and then he said you know we had 24 <clears throat> percent that said no he's just hating 25% now, uh-oh. Uh, and then 21% said he could have a point. He could have a point. And then 17% said, no, nervous energy. So, that's not bad. That's not bad, Caleb. You did the right thing. It looks like you've gained some favor amongst the fans. Yes. Yes, it does. It most certainly does. Okay, what's going on? We got Marshall Kaufman and King's Promotion. What are they doing? Greg the Outlaw, Elijah Morales, Christian Cardo. Uh-oh. Oh, they're going to be doing ringside commentary. Hmm. So that's all they got. That's all they got. They're going to be doing commentary. My man, my man, Michael Fox gets to do commentary instead of gets to win. You see what's going on here? You see what's going on here, man? It's crazy, bruv. Boxel is crazy. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Making sure I ain't leaving nobody behind, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh. Refreshing. Remember the number to call in one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. There we go. We got Boston Jared that says Breadman is very knowledgeable on PDs and drug testing. Anyway, you can get him on the show. There you go. Calling all Brandons. Calling all Brandons. Keem, you available? 
Never leave a man behind, even though now you ain't got no fight. What up, bro? What up with my man, King? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yo. You say you know boxing? Yeah. What is it? Maybe I don't know. Tell me what a poor counter is. Poor counter? I've never heard that term before. Ah! That must be your term. You must have been big. You know, Shake, HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. You ain't shit. Yo, yo, what up? Can you hear me? You. What up, what up? Good morning. Appreciate you coming back. Send me I was working earlier. But, um, yeah, man, uh, you know, look, I like Caleb Plant's tweets. I like the build-up. I like what he's saying. Um, you know, I think it's true. It's crazy to me, though, how you notice, like, when these dudes fail, they always have these little safe ways to get out. Like, this shit was all set up ahead of time. Like, how Oscar Valdez failed the drug test, but, oh, you fighting on reservation land. You know what I mean? And, like, when Big Baby failed, um, you know, he failed his drug test and it was like, oh, but he wasn't, he had, he hadn't renewed his pro boxing license. So technically he wasn't a pro and, you know, it's like, man, why is it always these little, you can tell it's like, they know they're cheating. So they have the, the little loopholes and the gateways already set up for when they, for when they get caught, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, other than that, man, I'm, I'm loving the build up already. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that uh, this this fight gets more traction because of all this shit that's going on, man. But uh, but that's all I got, bro. Appreciate it. All right, all right, all right. All right. And that is officially everyone. All right. And that's GTL. Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right here at youtube.com forward slash the boxing voice so that uh, you can get that notification whenever we go live. I do intend to go on live again, whether that's for Border Wars as we have Border Wars in 15 days or some latest breaking news. But you won't find out unless you subscribe and click that notification bell. And that's GTO, Instagram, and Twitter. Gotta go. Catch you on the next one.